On today's episode of Locked On Texan Podcast, day five of training camp, so we go back and look at the wins. But what players are flying under the radar that could potentially make this roster? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a two-piece Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day. If you are new to the Locked On Texan Podcast, I know y'all see the bottom of the screen. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube and follow us on Twitter now known as X at Locked On Texans. But if you are our returning family, we know that you know that I know that we know we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. So thank you guys for coming back for another day. I am your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman. And, of course, joined by Cody Davis, credential media member covering your Houston Texans, also Houston Rockets, writer for Sports Illustrated, one of the men that does not sleep. And Cody, but before we get started, by the way, guys, to to kind of take you with us to training camp, right? I would just probably classify it as very hot outside, very <laughs> hot outside. And the Texans franchise, guys, they do a great job of making sure that they have everything needed to be hydrated you got the fancy yeah, water got some good gatorade right you got mm-hmm. a place where you can go stand and cool off they do their job but it seems like the moment you walk back out of those tents where you can kind of cool <laughs> off in the moment that last sip of water is gone the heat kicks right back in but it was hot for the houston texans at camp day five of practice on monday cody let's dive into it what were your training camp wins to kick off monday by the way, first day in pass. The hottest person on the field Monday morning was Davis Mills. Yeah. And look, there I hate saying that there is a quarterback competition, but Monday was the very first day where Davis Mills looked like he was not only quarterback one, but he was the best quarterback out there on the field. And for those of you guys who don't know, um, five days in the training camp, if you ask who has been the most talented quarterback, of course, it's C.J. Stroud because we see the potential that that young man has. However, if you ask who has been the most consistent quarterbacks, who has been out there completing the most passes, Surprisingly, it's been Case Keenum, but on yesterday, the most talented, the best, the the most consistent, the most efficient was Davis Mills, especially during the first half of 11 on 11 drills. He looked very fluid. Um, John, I believe it was on Thursday's installment of this podcast. I joked around how Davis Mills was going through his reads extremely fast. And that was part of the reason why he had walked away from that day with two interceptions. However, it seems like he's starting to match his decisiveness with his speed. And when I tell you that made for a very good, efficient day 
for Davis Mills, for the Houston Texans offense, that is saying a lot. And I know everybody is raving about uh, Xavier Hutchison and that big catch that he had. I think it was for over 25 yards. That came from a beautiful pass from Davis Mills, and he placed it directly in Hutchison catch radius. So that was a really good day for Davis Mills. Can I mention something? Because oh, cool. I, right like I feel like with the first day of it being passed, guys actually to get physical consistently with one another, mentioning how Davis Mills dropped it in the bread basket of Xavier Hutchison. Mm-hmm. Cody, I feel like you just have to pivot to mm-hmm. if that was a real game, your number three overall pick that this team <laughs> traded up for, who's been on fire doing training camp, Will Anderson mm-hmm. would have had the sack. One of many that we've seen so far <laughs> doing training camp. I feel like that's the best way to pivot. Am I lying? Or what, what am I doing here? What, what's going on? No, no, no. You, you, you telling the truth. It has to be a win. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It's a win. Um, and and that's one thing I would say going back to Davis Mills as well because with this being the first day of pass, yes, the play was a little bit more physical. However, Davis Mills also did good in the red zone, and I love the fact how Davis Mills used his legs on several occasions when that pocket started to collapse whether it was Malik Collins whether it was Will Anderson Jr. or whoever the case might be when that pocket started to collapse Davis Mills used his legs to extend plays so John that was a win-win I'm glad that you mentioned that because I did have that in my notes to highlight how Davis Mills used his legs in the red zone and once again he looked good which means the Texans offense looked good the second win of the day Goes back to what you and I talked about on yesterday. Blake Cashman, for the second day in a row, that young man has left NRG Stadium as a major bright spot for this defense because he recorded his second interception in a 24-hour span on the very first play of 11-on-11 drills. And, of course, that interception came from C.J. Stroud. We're going to get to C.J. a little bit later, but John Once again, Blake Cashman is really making a name for himself. And I've noticed this. Yesterday was the very first day that he was running with the first team. Now, I don't know if that was because Kristen Kersey hasn't been out there over the last two days. But when you consider the fact that Blake Cashman has looked really good since the start of camp and and Kristen Kersey hasn't been there he is really starting to make a name for himself and every single day he is getting more and more reps with the first team and the, and and by far my favorite part of the day a big win he made maybe he ran across the podcast on yesterday when you called him somewhat of a concern but Derek Stingley Jr man pick 6 came away with the pick 6 man I and look <laughs> first day of pass he was one of the defensive backs who was out there looking real aggressive pick six that came from a pass attempt from cj Stroud. i believe he was trying to target nico, nico collins, collins yeah. doing the 11 on 11 play i love how the fact he read it read it right and after he made the interception he was able to score the pick six and he definitely showcased that 437 speed that had everybody saying you know what 
Derrick Stanley Jr. also has some speed to him as well. Um, the best thing that I loved about Derrick Stanley Jr. was the fact that we did get an opportunity to talk to him after practice. And he actually talked about how the new defensive scheme under Coach D'Amico Ryans is actually playing to his best attributes. Uh, you know, I get to be at the line of scrimmage. I get to be off. I, you know, I'm doing everything. So uh, I feel like I'm around the ball a lot more. More plays we made, so we'll see. So once again, for at least the third consecutive day, the Houston Texans defense has been the story of training camp. John, my favorite part was Derrick Stingley Jr., but it seems like you was really hype on the Will Anderson. Yeah, so this is why I was I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Will Anderson right now. Number one, of course, the franchise did give up a lot, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those guys, and I think Cody as well. We both agree with why they did it. But they gave up a lot to get that young man. And before pad day, right, like, you know, the, the, the days prior to Monday where they put on pads, where they were basically in jersey and T-shirts, I mean, uh, T-shirts and shorts, you still saw Will Anderson get active. You've seen mm -hmm. him more twitchier than I thought he was. And it looks like he's becoming a better – I'm not going to call him a pure pass rusher, but his ability to rush the quarterback, um, which was something that I thought he needed to improve on, that looks a whole lot cleaner. But, guys, if this was a real game, I first got out there on Friday, then came back on, on Sunday, been able, been able to keep up ever since then. Well, Anderson would have four sacks right now mm -hmm. and multiple run stops in the backfield. And what I'm loving, what I'm seeing, like – Will Anderson wants to actually hit a quarterback. You know when you see a guy pull up and he's like, ooh, if you wasn't my boy. Right? When you slap boxing and you get a little too serious, you say, you know what, if you wasn't my boy. That's what I'm seeing out of Will Anderson. Like, I thought he was going to at least push Davis a little bit when he dropped that pass off. And you could see him pull up and be like, ah, I want to get it. So I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Will Anderson. The coaches are. His energy is amazing and phenomenal right now. He's a guy that's getting better and better. Cody, if you want to take it back briefly just to see how he – just to discuss how he was before, like in mini camps and OTAs before we close out. But he's just looking fluid right now. And I'm loving exactly what I'm seeing from Will Anderson. And I hope Derek Stingley kills me if he ever sees it yesterday's <laughs> podcast. But, I'm, I, you know, I still think I was right. But for him to come mm -hmm. out the very next day – get the pick six. I love that he's able to be what it starts with a P, but Lil Wayne will use it as an F, physical. <laughs> he's able to be physical. So that's one of the things that I love the most. Everything is going to come back, you know, back to him. Like I mentioned on uh, Monday's show, it was just, I still think he's getting rid of old ways. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, so I, I'm not too concerned. I'm just concerned is but Xavier Hutchinson was one of my wins before we close out, man. Guys, if you go back to his time at Iowa State, he was known for some of those bigger plays. But in between 10 to 20 yards, that's where Xavier Hutchinson, of course, this is college we're talking about, but that's where he got his bread and butter in for Iowa State last season. I think for Houston, he could be one of those players that could consistently make plays in between the 13, 14, to 20-yard mark uh, type of play for Houston because they're going to need that guy. And if I'm being quite frank, if we look at the likes of Nico Collins, Robert Woods, 
uh, highly anticipated rookie Tank Dell, highly anticipated second year. I still classify him as a rookie, John Mechie. If we're being completely honest right now, there hasn't been a receiver to stand out consistently like Xavier mm. Hutchison. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Fall host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the way wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So, with draft prep under with the coming season around the corner, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Oh, I'm going to love this one. You're looking for, and you're looking to, and you're looking for an elite running back in your fantasy football garage after the top half dozen options at the position have been taken off the board. Are you looking for a very good running back that you can count on? I got a man in the AFC East that's no shocker to make sure that Patriot offense runs efficiently because we know that offense is built on being able to rush the ball right behind a very strong offensive line. And without Damian Harrison, Mondre Stevenson has a huge advantage in getting the high leverage touches over the younger backs. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football. I gotta agree with you on that one, guys. If you're looking for a late round running back to draft, Ramondre Stevenson is your guy. And Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is always going to make sure that he helps you pick your fantasy championship team and eBay motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle with eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car the very first time. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. For parts and motors, for parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Use the right part. Get the right parts, the right fit, and all for the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Motors Guaranteed, only available to U.S. customers Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. Um, today is day six of training camp, and I do want to take this moment just to highlight a few guys who have fallen under the radar so far at training camp. And one of the guys that has been catching my eyes, not only at training camp, but ever since the start of mini camp and OTAs and rookie mini camp is a friend of the show, Jared Wayne. Some of you guys might remember, had an opportunity to talk to him and we somewhat broke some news because he was drafted by the Toronto Argonauts. I believe that was the name of it in um, Canada. And had an opportunity, he had to decide whether or not he was going to go to Canada or whether or not he was going to side with the Houston Texans as an undrafted free agent. And, of course, signed with the Texans. And ever since camp, 
this young man has really looked good. Wayne has looked good in the passing game. And, John, I know this is something that you have been talking about a lot, especially considering what Bobby Sloy is going to carry over from San Fran. But you have a big body wide receiver who has actually been looking really good in run blocking as well. So, on yesterday, I had an opportunity to catch up with Jerry Wayne fresh off the practice field. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, so those of you guys who are, who probably remember, don't remember, standing here with Jerry Wayne had an opportunity to, to talk to him a couple months ago when he signed as an undrafted free agent with the Houston Texans. As you see here in training camp, Jerry, how you been, man, since the last time we talked? Great, thank you. Um, you know, it's a blessing to be out here, blessing to be a part of this organization, and you know, I'm, I'm just beyond grateful to be here. <laughs> awesome, sounds good. Let's take it all the way back to the last time we spoke when you had an opportunity to sign with the Houston Texans. What was that whole process like for you? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really cool process. Just learning a lot about myself. Um, you know, just, just trying to be the best that I can be um, on and off the field. Um, that whole process, I was just locked in on, on getting better. Mm -hmm. Like I said, on and off the field, and uh, you know, I think that just propelled me who I am today as a player and as a, as a man. So, hmm. how would you best describe these first couple of days of training camp? Yeah, they've been good. Um, you know, guys are out here competing, having fun. It's uh, it's everything I could ask for, as I've, I've said before. You know, mm -hmm. this is this is a dream come true for me, and I'm uh, I'm just focused on working and competing. Mm. Sounds good. Sounds good. What has it been like working alongside Davis Mills and CJ Stroud? And even, even Case Keenum, who yeah. some people might believe might be the most consistent quarterback since yeah. the start of camp. I mean, the, the quarterback room is, is amazing, man. We got three three great guys, um, you know, on and off the field. Crazy talented, also great, great people off the field. So it's just a blessing to be able to work alongside them and, and have them, uh, you know, teach me and, and, you know, just learn from each other, you know. With this being your first training camp, is there anything individually you would like to work on and improve leading up to um, preseason? I mean, every part of my game, you know, no part of my game is complete. Um, you know, there isn't one specific thing that, that I'm focused on. Um, you know, there, there definitely is each and every day I'm trying to pick something new to work on. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, my game is, is nowhere to be complete. So. How would you describe the wide receiving core? There's been a lot of talk about this receiving group coming into training camp. There were some concerns um, about who's going to be number one, number two. But these last couple of days of training camp showcase that on any given day, it could be any guy. Yeah, for sure. It's just a bunch of guys that like to come out and work, man. Like I said, this team is just full, full of guys that you know love to compete, love to, to come out here and have fun. And we all try and help each other get better. So at the end of the day, um, like I said, man, I'm just blessed to, to be a part of this organization and a part of that room. With, with this being um, your first training camp, has there been anybody who actually like took you under their wing, wing to show you the ins and outs of the NFL? I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's really been everybody. I've been, uh, you know, trying to ask as many guys as possible, um, you know, for some advice. And if I have any questions, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid to ask. So everybody's been welcoming. Everybody's helped me out, uh, you know, thus far. So I'm thankful for that. Mm. Last question before I let you go. Um, how would you best describe training camp today? It's day five. Yeah. And it seems like every single day, first day of pass. What is, yeah, was it sure. a little bit more physical out there? Yeah, definitely a little bit more physical. But, you know, this is this real football now. You know, when the pads come on, that's that's what it is. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what we all want. That's what we're all here for. So. Once again, that was Jerry Wayne, undrafted wide receiver from Pitts. Um, John, as I mentioned, there have been several guys like Jared who has stepped up in training camp and has looked good as we enter day six. One guy that caught your eye over the weekend and actually caught my eye on Monday is undrafted tight end 
Jordan Murray from Hawaii. This guy has really taken advantage of the opportunity at hand because on Monday, Everyone already knows that Tegan Quatoriano is still recovering from an injury. And Brevin Jordan was a no-show at practice due to an injury as well. However, Murray has really taken advantage of this opportunity on Monday, caught two passes in my favorite play from him, stepped up really good in run blocking, created a nice hole for Mike Boone to run upside the middle. And if this was a real game, Mike Boone would have made a touchdown. Yeah, and the thing about Jordan Murray is he he doesn't have a lot of tape and film to go off of. Um, in, in college, didn't have that many opportunities at Hawaii. You know, one one of the main reasons why he went undrafted. Uh, no disrespect, but I think for him, you know, what really caught my eye is the fact that, hey, Brevin Jordan isn't in the best of situations right now. I don't think how he stands with the franchise. TQ is out. And so right now there's a real battle between Jordan Murray and Eric Thomason, who, by the way, has also had some good moments for the Houston Texans. I, I like what he can bring to this team. Cody, I know you mentioned Cody, I know you mentioned, excuse me, that he was, you know, very effective as a running pass blocker. Uh also was able to make a couple of catches at practice. And so I think for him, it's really just about being able to like everybody else, beat out the next guy, right? What are you mm -hmm. doing that's different from every other tight end not named Dalton Schultz? Mm -hmm. And I think for, for Murray, it comes down to I just got to be consistent, right? Because there's being inconsistency, right? Well, for one, we can't judge TQ right now. Uh, all we have to go off of is last year, but – how much of last year matters in terms of the grand scheme of things. This is a new coaching staff. This is a, you know, a pretty much a new franchise. By the way, I would like to mention tight end Jordan Murray was a former wide receiver. Uh, spent some time playing wide receiver at Missouri State. 6'4". Uh, his best season in his career came in 2018, 378 yards, four touchdowns. The following year, 280 yards and five TDs. Uh, his longest catch of his collegiate career was 43 yards. So, again, he's a guy that, you know, you got to beat out Eric Thomason. You got to beat out Mason Shrek, who's been playing some good ball, just mm -hmm. being consistent. I don't know if he makes the initial 53-man roster. I do believe that they want to have as much experience out there as possible. But I would love if Houston kind of kept him, like just like Jerry Wayne, honestly, just put them mm -hmm. on the practice squad and allow them the opportunity to get better, get better, and get better. And whenever, if the time calls for one of them to step up, you know, hopefully they'll be ready to play on Sundays. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Before we close out this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, John, I do want to mention Sheldon Rankins. Um, I know that's that's not a name that's like has fallen under the radar. However, um, Monday marked his second day of training camp. However, two days in the practice, you can already tell that Sheldon is definitely going to yeah. make a difference on that defensive line, yeah. especially at stopping the run in 2023. Yeah, well, Sheldon was uh, on the field for the New York Jets. I think he helped that defense hold teams, I think, 3.8 yards per carry or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we know DJ Reader left. Uh, man, you can go run for 100 on any given <laughs> Sunday. Uh, so the addition of Sheldon Rankins has been showing. And what I love about it the most, guys, is him and Malik Collins together 
they kind of set the tone for the rest of that defense, right? Mm-hmm. So haven't had much of an opportunity to really observe and evaluate John Grenard like I would want to. Uh, Will Anderson's been playing some good ball. But when you look at the addition of the Sheldon Rankins, when you look at the addition of Denzel Perriman, like we've talked about guys where it's kind of you flying under the radar. They had a good day. Well, one thing that I think Houston is going to have this year is some good depth. You're not going to have guys playing too many snaps, right? Because Kurt Hennish and Roy Lopez look good. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, like they look they look good right now, and they they could they can't continue to look good for this franchise in certain situations. And so that's what I like about uh, this defense so far. They got depth, man. And Blake Cashman is a guy that he is making it extremely hard for Houston to keep Kirksey extremely hard for Houston to keep Wallow. Uh, we haven't talked about Corey Littleton. Hmm. And at this point, like you look at Littleton, you look at uh, Neville Hewitt, what he's been able to do in the last couple of days of practice, he's going to make it very harder on this franchise to say, well, we can pick this guy for him because he's been showing up and showing out, which is something that D'Amico Ryans has consistently said. The best man will be on the field. I also want to, Look at this. When we look at the quarterback competition, <laughs> D, uh, not DJ, Davis Mills did have a very good day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, CJ Stroud did not have a good day. By far his worst of training by, camp as of by right far, now. By far, right? But here's the thing about quarterback competition. It's a quarterback competition when you have – Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston as your quarterbacks. It's a quarterback competition when you have two vets as your quarterback. It's not a quarterback competition, guys. It's just a quarterback. We may delay your arrival to the NFL right mm-hmm. now, which is okay, right? Like I look, when I look at quarterback competitions, I, I look at Honestly, a quarterback competition right now in, 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 in Tennessee between who's the second and third guy. That's a quarterback competition because that matters for Tennessee. Uh, Tannehill is not their future franchise quarterback. When I look at quarterback competitions, I go back to last year, maybe with what they had going on in Washington. But for Houston, it's not a competition, guys, because Davis Mills is not this team's future quarterback the 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 the, that's not in jeopardy for cj stroud it's not 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 year one and not in year two because they gave him a lot of money so Hmm. the competition is just allowing this team to get an evaluation for every other position including the quarterback position davis mills has edged out cj stroud cj stroud on a couple occasions has edged out davis mills Case Keenum at one point maybe was a more consistent quarterback. There's not a competition going on. This is just an opportunity to see when we feel comfortable putting our franchise quarterback who got a guaranteed contract, all his money with 23 up front out on the field. That's all I have to say. 
Yeah, and this not, is not an indictment on CJ Stroud's talent because you can see the talent and potential is there, but it's more so of him. Like I looked at his struggles on yesterday, two interceptions, uh, wasn't very efficient. The offense did not do much, but I look at that as just a young quarterback still just learning the game of football. And on yesterday, while CJ Stroud was, was struggling, I had a very good conversation with DP, one of the team reporters for the Houston Texans. And she, we was we was talking about rookie quarterback struggling. And of course, we talked about in 2021 when Davis Mills was there. But she said watching CJ reminded her of watching the struggles of Deshaun Watson. And she said, a lot holding of people, the ball too long as well. Yeah, holding the ball too long, you know, ending practice with multiple interceptions. And she said that Tom Savage was the quarterback at the time, correct? John? Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. said a lot of people, including today, still, oh my God, I can't believe the Houston Texans started Tom Savage over Deshaun Watson. She was there at training camp in 2017, and she said Deshaun Watson looked terrible, but it wasn't because of his talent. It was because he was learning the playbook and learning the game on the NFL level. And she said in 2017, when it went through the entire training camp, Tom Savage did win the game. However, she did say the time that Deshaun Watson had, which was very short, I might add, worked out in his favor because, as we know, that very first game, Tom Savage get hurt. Deshaun Watson goes in, and she said all of a sudden something clicked by the time Deshaun Watson stepped out on that field for the very first time. And she said she could see some of the similarities between CJ and Deshaun, but and at the end of the day, it's just rookie quarterbacks. And she even threw Davis Mills in there, like I said, in 2021, which that was a whole other type of situation there. But I just love the fact how she just, you know, talked to me about watching just young quarterbacks struggle early on in training camp. And I think that's something that people needs to keep in mind when you hear and see reports that CJ Stroud threw two interceptions. One of them was a pick six. He wasn't very efficient. Look, at the end of the day, it don't matter if he start week one against the um, Baltimore Ravens or whatever the case might be. This young man is the future of this franchise, and he definitely is going to be something special in the NFL. But before closing out, I I do want to mention this Dalton Schultz and Troy Harrison did not participate in practice on Monday. For those of you guys who don't know, Sunday, both of those guys did leave practice with injuries. However, Coach D'Amico Ryan's did say they will be okay. I like to say, long story short, relax on the quarterback competition talk. Hmm. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Again, if you are new, Make sure you subscribe, you like, and you comment on YouTube. Give me a follow on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Also follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. That same handle, you can follow me on thread as well. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.